are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. Human evolutionary genetic studies. How one human genome differs from the other. The evolutionary past that gave rise to it and its current effects. Differences between genomes have anthropological, medical, and forensic implications and applications. Genetic data can provide important insight into human evolution. The question of the relation between these early fossil species and the hominin lineage is still to be resolved. From these early species, the Australopithecines arose about four million years ago, diverged into robust and gracile branches, one of which probably went on to become ancestors of the genus Homo. The Australopithecine species that are best represented in the fossil record is Australopithecus afarensis, with more than a hundred fossil individuals represented, found from northern Ethiopia, such as the famous Lucy, to Kenya and South Africa. Fossils of robust Australopithecines, such as Australopithecine robustus, and Australopithecine boise are particularly abundant in South Africa at sites such as Kromdrea and Swartkrans around Lake Turkana in Kenya. The earliest members of the genus Homo are Homo habilis, which evolved around 2.3 million years ago 
Homo habilis, is the first species for which we have positive evidence of use of stone tools. They developed the Oldowan lithic technology, named after the Oldowai Gorge, where the first specimens were found. Some scientists consider Homo rudolfensis a larger body group of fossils with similar morphology to the original Homo habilis fossils to be a separate species, while others consider them to be part of Homo habilis, simply representing species internal variation, or perhaps even sexual dimorphism. The brains of these early hominins were about the same size of that of a chimpanzee, and their main adaptation was bipedalism as an adaptation to terrestrial living. During the next million years, a process of encephalization began, and with the arrival of Homo erectus in the fossil record, cranial capacity had doubled. Homo erectus was the first of the hominids to leave Africa, and these species spread through Africa, Asia, and Europe between 1.3 and 1.8 million years ago. One population of Homo erectus, also sometimes classified as a separate species, Homo ergaster, stayed in Africa and evolved into Homo sapiens. It is believed that these species were the first to use fire in complex tools. The earliest transitional fossils between Homo ergaster and Homo erectus and archaic Homo sapiens are from Africa, such as Homo rendicinesis, but seemingly transitional forms are also found at Mancini, Georgia. These descendants of African Homo erectus spread through Eurasia around 500,000 years ago, evolving into Homo anecessor, Homo heidelberginus, and Homo neanderthalus. The earliest fossils of atomically modern humans are from the Middle Paleolithic about 200,000 years ago, such as the Homo remains of Ethiopia, later fossils from Skull in Israel, and Southern Europe began around 90,000 years ago. As modern humans spread out from Africa, they encountered other hominins, such as Homo neanderthalus, 
and the so-called Denisovians, who may have evolved from populations of Homo erectus that had left Africa already around two million years ago. The nature of interaction between early humans and these sister species has been a long-standing source of controversy. The question being whether humans replaced these earlier species or whether they were in fact similar enough to interbreed, in which case these earlier populations may have contributed genetic material to modern humans. This migration out of Africa is estimated to have begun around 70,000 years ago, and modern humans subsequently spread globally, replacing earlier hominins either through competition or hybridization. They inhabited Eurasia and Oceania by 40,000 years ago, and the Americas by at least 14,500 years ago. What came before humans? Early evolution of primates. Evolutionary history of the primates can be traced back 65 million years. The oldest known primate-like mammal species, the Pleistocene, came from North America, but they were widespread in Eurasia and Africa during the tropical conditions of the Paleocene and Eocene. Scientists speculate that early primates flourished in Eurasia and then a lineage leading to the African apes and humans, including Dryopithecus, migrated south from Europe or Western Asia into Africa. The surviving tropical population of primates, which is seen most completely in the upper Eocene and the lowermost Oligocene fossil beds of the Fayum Depression southwest of Cairo, gave rise to all living species, lemurs of Madagascar, lorises of Southeast Asia, galagos or bush babies of Africa, and the anthropoids, platyrine or New World monkeys, catarines or Old World monkeys, and the great apes, including humans. The earliest known catarine is Caomopithecus from uppermost Oligocene at Ergolate in northern Kenya Rift Valley, which is dated at 24 million years ago. Its ancestry is thought to be species related to Aegiothipicus, Proplipithecus, and Parapithecus from the Fium around 
35 million years ago. In the early Miocene, about 22 million years ago, the many kinds of aborally adaptive primitive catarines from East Africa suggest a long history of prior diversification. Fossils at 20 million years old includes fragments attributed to Victoria apithecus, the earliest old world monkey, among the general thought to be in the ape linkage linking up to 13 million years ago, and they're all from East Africa. Molecular evidence indicates that the lineage of gibbons diverged from the great apes some 18 to 12 million years ago, and that orangutans diverged from the other great apes about 12 million years ago. There are no fossils that clearly document the ancestry of gibbons, which may have originated in a so far unknown Southeast Asia hominid population. But fossil pro-orangutans may be represented by Sivipithecus from India and Kripopithecus from Turkey, dated to around 10 million years ago. Species close to the last common ancestors of gorillas, chimpanzees and humans, may be represented by fossils found in Kenya and others found in Greece. Molecular evidence suggests that between 8 and 4 million years ago, first the gorilla and then the chimpanzees split off from the line leading to the humans. Human DNA is approximately 98.4% identical to that of chimpanzees when comparing single nucleotoid polymorphism. The fossil record of gorillas and chimpanzees is limited. Both poor preservation, rainforest soils tend to be acidic and dissolve bone, and sampling bias probably contribute to this problem. Other hominins likely adapted to the drier environments outside the equatorial belt, along with antelopes, hyenas, dogs, pigs, elephants, and horses. The equatorial belt contracted after about 8 million years ago. There is very little fossil evidence for the split of the hominin linkage at that point. The earliest fossils have been used to argue the human lineage. The Australopithecus genus evolved in eastern Africa around 4 million years ago 
before spreading throughout the continent and eventually becoming extinct two million years ago. During this time period, various forms of Australopithes existed, including Australopithecus anamensis, Australopithecus afarensis, and Australopithecus africanus. There is still some debate amongst academics whether certain African hominid species of this time, such as Australopithecus robustus and Australopithecus boise, constitute members of the same genus. If so, they would be considered to be robust Australopiths, while the others would be considered gracile Australopiths. However, if these species do indeed constitute their own genus, they then may be given their own name someday, the name Paranthropus. Homo sapiens is the only living species of the genus Homo, while some other extinct Homo species might have been ancestors of Homo sapiens. Many were likely to be our cousins, having speciated away from our ancestral line. There is not yet a consensus as to which of these groups should count as separate species and which should be subspecies. In some cases, this is due to the dearth of fossils. In other cases, it is due to the slight differences used to classify species in the Homo genus. The Sahara pump theory, describing an occasional passable wet Sahara desert, provides one possible explanation of the early variation in the genus Homo. Based on archaeological and paleontological evidence, it has been possible to infer, to some extent, the ancient dietary practices of various Homo species and to study the role of diet in physical and behavioral evolution within the genus Homo. According to the Toba catastrophe theory, to which some anthropologists and some archaeologists subscribe, the super eruption of Lake Toba on the Sumatra island in Indonesia roughly 70,000 years ago had global consequences killing most humans then alive and creating a population bottleneck that affected the genetic inheritance of all humans living today.
Homo habilis. Homo habilis lived from about 2.4 to 1.4 million years ago. Homo habilis evolved in South and East Africa in the late Pliocene or early Pleistone era, which was 2.5 to 2 million years ago, when it diverged from the Arthropistocenes. Homo habilis had smaller molars and larger brains than the Australopithecines and made tools from stone and perhaps animal bones. One of the first known hominids, it was nicknamed Handyman by discoverer Louis Leakey due to its association with stone tools. Today, some scientists have proposed moving this species out of Homo and into Australopithecus due to the morphology of its skeleton being more adapted to living on trees rather than moving on two legs like Homo sapiens. It was considered to be the first species of the genus Homo until May 2010 when a new species, Homo gotengenesis, was discovered in South Africa that most likely arose earlier than Homo habilis. The first fossils of Homo erectus were discovered by Dutch physician Eugene de Boy in 1891 on the Indonesian island of Java. He originally named the material Pithecanthropus erectus based on its morphology, which he considered to be intermediate between that of humans and apes. Homo erectus lived from about 1.8 million years ago to about 70,000 years ago, which would indicate that they were probably wiped out by the Toba catastrophe. However, Homo erectus soliensis and Homo floriensis survived it. Often the early phase from 1.8 to 1.2 million years ago is considered to be a separate species, Homo ergaster, or it is seen as a subspecies of Homo erectus named Homo erectus ergaster. In the early Pleistine, 1.5 to 1 million years ago, in Africa, 
Some populations of Homo habilis are thought to have evolved larger brains and made more elaborate stone tools. These differences and others are sufficient for anthropologists to classify them as a new species, Homo erectus. This was made possible by the evolution of locking knees and a different location of the foramen magnum, the hole in the skull where the spine enters. Homo erectus may have used fire to cook their meat. A famous example of Homo erectus is Peking man. Others were found in Asia, notably in Indonesia, but also in Africa and Europe. Many paleoanthropologists now use the term Homo ergaster for the non-Asian form of this group and reserve Homo erectus only for those fossils that are found in Asia and meet certain skeletal and dental requirements which differ slightly from Homo ergaster. Homo heidelberginus, Heidelberg man, lived from about 800,000 to about 300,000 years ago. Also proposed as Homo sapiens heidelberginus or Homo sapien paleohungaricus. Homo neanderthalus, alternately designated as Homo sapien neanderthalus, lived in Europe and Asia from 400,000 years ago to about 30,000 years ago. Evidence from sequencing mitochondrial DNA indicate that no significant gene flow occurred between Homo neanderthalus and Homo sapiens, and therefore the two were separate species that shared a common ancestor about 660,000 years ago. However, the 2010 sequencing of the Neanderthal genome indicated that Neanderthals did indeed interbreed with anatomically modern humans around 45,000 to 80,000 years ago, which is also the approximate time that modern humans migrated out of Africa, but before they dispersed into Europe, Asia, and elsewhere. Nearly all modern non-African humans have 1 to 4 percent 
of their DNA derived from Neanderthal DNA. And this finding is consistent with recent studies indicating that the divergence of some human alleles dates to one million years ago, although the interpretation of these studies has been questioned. Competition from Homo sapiens probably contributed to Neanderthal extinction. They could have coexisted in Europe for as long as 10,000 years, during which human populations exploded vastly outnumbering Neanderthals, possibly outcompeting them by sheer numerical strength. In the year 2008, archaeologists working at the site of Denisova Cave in the Altai Mountains of Siberia uncovered a small bone fragment from the fifth finger of a juvenile member of a population now referred to as Denisova hominins or simply Denisovans. Artifacts, including a bracelet, excavated in the cave at the same level were carbon dated to around 40,000 years ago. As DNA has survived in the fossil fragment due to the cool climate of the Denisova cave, both mitochondrial DNA and nuclear genomic DNA were sequenced. While the divergence point of the mitochondrial DNA was unexpectedly deep in time, the full genomic sequence suggested the Denisovans belonged to the same lineage as the Neanderthals, with the two diverging shortly after their line split from that lineage, giving rise to modern humans. Modern humans are known to have overlapped with Neanderthals in Europe for more than 10,000 years, and the discovery raises the possibility that Neanderthals, modern humans, and the Denisova hominin may have coexisted. This existence of this distance branch creates a much more complex picture of humankind during the late Pliocene than previously thought. Evidence has also been found that as much as 6% of the genomes of some modern Melanesians derive from Denisovians, including indicating limited interbreeding in Southeast Asia. 
alleles thought to have originated in Neanderthal and the Dysovia hominin have been identified at several genetic loci in the genomes of modern humans outside of Africa. HLA types from Dysovians and Neanderthal represent more than half the HLA alleles of modern Eurasians, indicating strong positive selection for these introgressed alleles. Homo florensanius which lived for approximately 100,000 to 12,000 years before present, have been nicknamed Hobbit for its small size, possibly a result of insular dwarfism. Homo florensensis is intriguing both for its size and its age being an example of a recent species of the genus Homo that exhibits derived traits not shared with modern humans. In other words, Homo florensis shares a common ancestor with modern humans, but split from the modern human lineage and followed a distinct evolutionary path. The main find was a skeleton, believed to be a woman of about 30 years of age. Found in the year 2003, it had been dated to approximately 18,000 years old. The living woman was estimated to be one meter in height, with a brain volume of just 380 cubic centimeters. Considered small for a chimpanzee and less than a third of a Homo sapiens average brain volume of 1400 cubic centimeters. However, there is an ongoing debate over whether Homo florensicinus is indeed a separate species. Some hold that Homo florensis was a modern Hopin sapiens with pathological dwarfism. This hypothesis is supported in part because some modern humans who live on Flores today, the island where the skeletons was found, are pygmies. This coupled with pathological dwarfism, could possibly create a hobbit-like human. The other major attack on Homo florensis is that it was found with tools only associated with Homo sapiens. The hypothesis of pathological dwarfism however, fails to explain additional anatomical features that are unlike those of modern human, but much more like those of ancient members of our genus. 
aside from cranial features. These features include the form of bones in the wrist, forearm, shoulder, knees, and feet. Additionally, this hypothesis fails to explain the find of multiple examples of individuals with these same characteristics, indicating there were common to large population and not limited to just one individual. Homo sapiens. The adjective sapiens is Latin for wise or intelligent. Homo sapiens have lived from about 250,000 years ago to the present. Between 400,000 years ago and the second interglacial period in the Middle Pleistocene, around 250,000 years ago. The trend in skull expansion and the elaboration of stone tools technologies developed, providing evidence for a transition from Homo erectus to Homo sapiens. The direct evidence suggests that there was a migration of Homo erectus out of Africa. Then a further speciation of Homo sapiens from Homo erectus in Africa. A subsequent migration within and out of Africa eventually replaced the earlier dispersed Homo erectus. This migration in origin theory is usually referred to as the recent single origin or more commonly known as out of Africa theory. Current evidence does not preclude some multi-regional evolution or some mixture of the migrant Homo sapiens with existing Homo populations. This is a hotly debated area of paleoanthropology. Current research has established that humans are genetically highly homogenous. That is, the DNA of individuals is more alike than usual for most species, which may have resulted from the relatively recent evolution or the possibility of a population bottleneck resulting from cataclysmic natural events such as the Toba catastrophe. Distinctive genetic characteristics have risen, however, primarily as the result of small groups of people moving into new environmental circumstances. These adapted traits are very small component of the Homo sapiens genome, but include various characteristics such as skin color and nose form, in addition to internal characteristics 
such as the ability to breathe more efficiently at higher altitudes. The use of tools has been interpreted as a sign of intelligence and has been theorized that tool use may have stimulated certain aspects of human evolution, especially the continued expansion of the human brain. Paleontology has yet to explain the expansion of the human brain over millions of years despite being extremely demanding in terms of energy consumption. The brain of a modern human, that's you and me, consumes about 13 watts of energy or 260 kilocalories per day, a fifth of the body's total energy consumption. Increased tool use would allow hunting for energy-rich meat products and would enable processing more energy-rich plant products. Researchers have suggested that early hominids were thus under evolutionary pressure to increase their capacity to create and use tools. Precisely when early humans started to use tools is difficult to determine because the more primitive these tools are, for example, sharp-edged stones, the more difficult it is to decide whether they are natural objects or human artifacts. There is some evidence that Australopithecines four million years ago may have used broken bones as tools, but this is debated. It should be noted that many species make and use tools, but is the human genus that dominates the area of making and using more complex tools. The oldest tools are the Oldowan stone tools from Ethiopia approximately 2.5 million years ago, which predates the earliest known Homo species. There is no known evidence that any Homo specimens appeared by the year 2.5 million years ago. A Homo fossil was found near some Oldowan tools and its age was noted at 2.3 million years old, suggesting that maybe the Homo species did indeed create and use these particular tools. It is a possibility, but does not yet represent solid evidence. Stone tools are first attested around 2.6 million years ago when Homo habilis in eastern Africa used so-called pebble tools, choppers made out of round pebbles 
that had been split by simple strikes. This marks the beginning of the Paleolithic or Old Stone Age. Its end is taken to be the end of the last Ice Age around 10,000 years ago. The Paleolithic is subdivided into the Lower Paleolithic, the Early Stone Age, ending around 350 to 300,000 years ago. The, the Middle Paleolithic, also known as the Middle Stone Age, from 50,000 to 30,000 years ago. And finally, the Upper Paleolithic. The period from 700,000 to 300,000 years ago is also known as the Aculean, when Homo ergaster or Homo erectus made large stone hand axes out of flint and quartzite, at first quite rough, later retouched by additional, more subtle strikes at the sides of the flakes. After 350,000 years ago, the more refined so-called Lavoilus technique was developed, a series of consecutive strikes by which scrapers slice needles and flattened needles were made. Finally, after about 50,000 years ago, even more refined and specialized flint tools were made by the Neanderthals and the immigrant Cro-Magnums. They made knives, blades, and skimmers. In this period, they also started to make tools out of bones. About, until about 50,000 to 40,000 years ago, the use of stone tools seems to have progressed stepwise. Each phase, Homo habilis, Homo ergaster, and Homo neanderthalus, started at a higher level than the previous one. But after each phase started, further development was slow. Current paleoanthropologists are debating whether these Homo species possess some or many of the cultural and behavioral traits associated with modern humans, such as language, complex symbolic thinking, technological creativity, and so on. It seems that they were culturally conservative, maintaining simple technologies and forging patterns over long periods. Around 50,000 years ago, modern human culture started to evolve more rapidly. The transition to behavioral modernity has been characterized as a Eurasian great leap forward or as the upper Paleolithic revolution because of the sudden appearance of distinctive signs of modern behavior in the archaeological record. Some scholars consider the transition to become more gradual, with some features already appearing among archaic African Homo sapiens around 200,000 years ago. 
modern humans started burying their dead, using animal hides to make clothing, hunting with more sophisticated techniques, such as using trapping pits or driving animals off cliffs, and engaging in cave paintings. As human culture advanced, different populations of human introduced novelty to existing technology. Artifacts such as fish hooks, buttons, and bone needles show signs of variation among different populations of humans, something that had not been seen in human culture prior to 50,000 years ago. Typically, Homo neanderthalus populations do not vary in their technology. Among concrete examples of modern human behavior, anthropologists include specialization of tools, use of jewelry and images such as cave drawings, organization of living space, rituals, for example, burials with grave gifts, specialized hunting techniques, exploration of less hospital, hospital uh, geographical areas, and barter trade networks. Debate continues to whether a revolution led to modern humans, the Big Bang of human consciousness, or whether the evolution was more gradual. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.